Mets Spring Training Report. Hey, Mets, a uh, little intra-squad game today, and then hopping on the plane for New York as they get ready to open up the season this Thursday against the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, we'll have coverage beginning at 11.30. Mets on deck live from City Field on Thursday morning. And joining us right now, uh, covering the Mets for the Athletic this season, it is Tim Britton. And uh, Tim, it's great to have you on the show. How you been? How's everything? Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And uh, it's the first time you've been on, but... Uh, I was reading up on you, but you grew up a, a Mets fan. What um, you know? How exciting is it to be you know covering the team you, you watched growing up? Yeah, I mean it, it's different. I haven't you know having covered the Red Sox the last seven years, I, I don't know the team the way I did when I was like nine and ten years old when I knew everything inside and out. Uh, so this spring has been learning learning them again, getting to know the guys. Uh, and it'll be exciting to be at City Field for what what could be a really intriguing season, I think, for the Mets. Yeah, I heard uh, Matt Harvey, you know, kind of taking a, an underdog role, saying that they could shock some people over the course uh, of this year. And, and Mickey Calloway seemed to echo what he said. Do you sense that that's kind of the the attitude that the Mets have in camp that they're being counted out, but uh, that the talent's still there? Well, I think so much went wrong for this team in 2017 that it, it's hard for, for people, even fans of the Mets, to wrap their heads around that it wasn't that long ago that this team won the division, won the pennant, uh, and even just two years ago was in the wild card game, uh, despite getting through some injuries in, in 2016. So I, I think there is talent there to, to make a run, maybe more than, than people expect. Uh, I do still think the Nationals are the class of the National League East, yeah. uh, and I think that might be what the, what the Mets are trying to, to push back against, is this idea that the Nats are going to run away with the East. Uh, but they're confident. They like the way their spring has gone uh, for the most part. Uh, and they're healthy, which is, uh, you know, th- things went well on the injury front in spring, uh, maybe aside from Dominic Smith uh, and Rafael Montero, obviously. But you're, you're getting Michael Conforto back probably sooner than you expected. Your, your pitchers have gotten through healthy outside of the Vargas, maybe missing a start or two at the start of the year. So I think, I think they're happy with where they are. Uh, you know, a couple days before opening day. And Cespedes had some nicks this spring, but, uh, you know, long home run against the Nationals the other day, and it would seem that, you know, he's okay going into the season. How about, you know, what happens with Zach Wheeler here? He's always been a guy, well, if he's healthy, he's capable of this and that. And even with Jason Vargas going down, Wheeler doesn't get that fifth spot in the rotation. Will be going down to AAA Las Vegas. As Mickey Callaway has talked about from day one, accountability, accountability, accountability. What kind of example do you think, um, yeah, that is that Wheeler gets beat out for that fifth spot by, by Seth Lugo? Yeah, I mean, he, he preached accountability uh, in the offseason and into early spring. We saw Dom Smith get benched the first day when he showed up late. And we saw, you know, Callaway said throughout spring, we're going to bring the best pit- the guys who are pitching the best with us uh, north uh, at the end of spring training. And Wheeler was not one of those guys. And, and whereas I, I think I was a little surprised by that, uh, as the spring went on to realize, oh, like he is in trouble of not making the team, even with Vargas' injury. Uh, it, it's Callaway backing up what he said, which is important for a first-year manager. Uh, you know, Lugo is not, it's not uh, like you're bringing up someone who doesn't have major league experience over Wheeler. Uh, so Lugo is a guy who can slot in the back end of that rotation. Obviously pitched really well in 2016 before uh, struggling more so last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wheeler's just got to go to Vegas, which is not an easy place to pitch. Uh, and pitch with conviction is the word that the, the Mets have used a lot. They want him, you know, everyone knows how good Zach Wheeler's stuff is, uh, but he doesn't always pitch like he knows that. Uh, and that's what they want to see him do. 
uh, in the Pacific Coast League, which might be the most difficult place in baseball to do that. Yeah, it's a brutal brutal spot to try to figure out, as we've seen uh, for many Mets pitchers over the years, and that'll be up to Wheeler to make it happen down there as we chat with Tim Britton of The Athletic. Uh, how about you know Mickey Calloway, being around him a lot over the course of spring training, how did you notice him uh, develop some more comfort in terms of being the guy, being the manager, even you know just making those in-game decisions that have to be made uh, time and again? Yeah, I mean, he said uh, at the start of spring training, he, he would take 60 spring games to get used to being on the top step of the dugout, being the guy making the, those decisions, uh, whether it's pinch hitting or taking a pitcher out. Spring training is not really a great dress rehearsal for that because you, most of the time you've got it plotted out beforehand uh, what you're going to do. Uh, there's not a lot of intense in-game decisions to make. So I think that's a part of the game we still don't really know where he's at. Uh, but we saw him, like I just said, uh, kind of hammering home the mess, you know, walking the walk in addition to talking the talk when it came to accountability or early in spring. Uh, he, he's kind of set the right tone so far. I think players liked that the workouts were a little bit shorter, a little bit uh, more relaxed this season uh, in spring than they had been in years past. So it's kind of a, a different environment in the clubhouse so far. Uh, you know, it, it's always a test for a first-year manager. Uh, like, what happens uh, when things go south for the first time? How do you respond to that first three- or four-game losing streak, especially in a market like New York? Uh, how's that going to work? How's Mickey Callaway going to stand up in front of the media uh, twice a day at that point in the season? I think that's when you'll really get a sense uh, of who he is and how right he is for this job. No, I agree 100%, but there's no doubt he's going to have some different ideas in terms of how to run this team, how to handle a pitching staff, certainly after being the pitching coach in Cleveland. And I know you you wrote about this uh, not too long ago, but what are you most intrigued by in terms of what the Mets could do differently with, say, the back end of their starting rotation or with these uh, you know guys that give you distance sitting in the bullpen, which uh, they haven't had in recent years? Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, we'll see uh, at, at least the first couple times through the rotation with, with Lugo there. Uh, he, you know, he's not going to be in the bullpen, but you've got a guy like Robert Gesellman back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I always wonder, and that, that's a guy, you know, he's not used to pitching every day. So maybe he's not up for a traditional relief role where, okay, we'll give him the sixth inning or something behind one of the, the back-end starters. Maybe you look to get two or three innings out of him, a guy who can go through a lineup once himself rather than, wait, rather than using kind of your whole bullpen in a day like that. If you're, if you're going in behind a starter who only goes through the lineup twice, like Callaway has said, you know. I, I think early in the season we might see him uh, take uh, guys like Harvey and Matt and Lugo now that he's in the rotation out after, you know, five innings, getting those 18, getting those, going through the lineup twice, those 18 batters. Uh, we've seen numbers get a lot worse for just about every pitcher, but especially those guys the third time through the order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe having uh, relievers with some length. Uh, Gazelman's really the main one there now, but I think Lugo, maybe even Wheeler down the road are guys who could play a role uh, like that uh, and kind of, you know, free up that, that kind of big four they have at the back of the bullpen with Swarzak and Ramos and Blevins and Familia. Uh, where you don't have to go to those guys each and every night, uh, and especially not in the middle inning. Well, how about Harvey uh, towards the the middle back end of this rotation? I mean, he'll be the, the he'll start game number four this year because they didn't want him to you know face the Cardinals again. Saw them recently in spring training, but Harvey's the guy today who's saying, "Hey, we're going to be really good. We're going to shock a lot of people." Uh, I don't remember him even you know in his best days being a guy with a whole lot of bold proclamations. You know, Noah Syndergaard, we've heard that kind of thing in the past. What have you noticed? from Harvey as this spring has progressed and you know, he's had a, a number of solid outings uh, to, to finish things up is his you know confidence higher than than maybe it was early on in spring training what have you noticed from him yeah I mean it's it's been a nice spring for him I think really aside 
from uh, an inning or two that, that kind of went south on him. I remember one against the Marlins uh, where he gave up three runs. Uh, he's been really, really productive uh, in spring training. You know, I think he, he's basically, he might be the X factor for the entire season for them uh, because you, you got an idea of what you're going to get out of Syndergaard and DeGrom, excuse me. Uh, but Harvey's kind of that, that symbol of the other, that next tier of guys, guys who have been successful at the major league level. Uh, and you're just, you, you want to see if they can do that. You know, maybe he's not a game one postseason starter the way he was uh, in 2015, but if he can be a slightly above league average starter, that really changes the look of the rotation. And that's what he's looked like in spring training so far. It's a different animal come the cold weather uh, and come, you know, come the national league rather than the grapefruit league uh, in April. Uh, but it, it's been uh, an encouraging start for him. The stuff looks a little bit closer to what it used to be rather than what it was last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's been a nice step in the right direction for him. And, and I think the, him saying the things he did uh, this week suggests that he is feeling more confident than maybe he would have earlier in spring. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised, you know, I'm not surprised to hear Amet say those things, but coming from Matt Harvey specifically, it, it did uh, jump out at me a little bit as we chat with Tim Britton of The Athletic. Um, you know, now you mentioned you, you previously were covering the Boston Red Sox and the Mets today. Uh, picking up a, a former Red Sox first-round pick in Bryce Brent, uh, who's on waivers from the Pittsburgh Pirates. What, what do you make of you know this move? We haven't seen the Mets be, be terribly active with uh, waivers over the years. Yeah, I mean, this is, I think people have talked about it, beyond kind of their current five outfielders, uh, which includes Michael Conforto. There's not a lot of outfield depth in this system. That's why we've seen Wilmer Flores and Phil Evans uh, out there taking fly balls in spring training. Uh, so Brent is a guy who doesn't have options left. So I don't, you know, I don't know what that means for the opening day roster. If he's a guy who supplants Evans there uh, come Thursday, uh, but he, he's an, another piece that can be in there. Uh, you know, he hit 31 home runs in AAA last year, made some swing changes uh, in April and May that really paid off for him. And he was able to stay healthy for the first time in a while. He's a guy who's always seemed like he could be a platoon option in the, in a corner outfield spot against lefties with some power, uh, and it feels like last year was the first time he really tapped into that consistently. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, if they do carry him early in the season, if they get him some starts here and there uh, against lefties. Because uh, I think he could be a good complement for this roster if they're able to keep him on the roster uh, early in the year. Yeah, as you mentioned, no options. So if they want to send him down to AAA, he's got to pass through waivers, which uh, he didn't for the Pirates uh, because the Mets grabbed him. And then, uh, or otherwise, he's got to find a way to stick around in this team. You know, you mentioned Wilmer uh, getting some some time in the outfield. Are they comfortable with him out there based on what they saw, or is that something that you don't anticipate seeing anytime uh, in the early stages of the season? I think there's a difference between comfortable and willing to do it. Mm. Uh, I think that's where they are with it. Uh, you know, Callaway said they'd be willing to have him start games out there. I don't think they want to be doing that at any point early in the season. Uh, I think it's more uh, an emergency situation. You get a little short on the bench. Uh, you know, there, there was a time this spring, really much of the spring, where they were thinking about carrying 13 pitchers, so they were only going to have four bench players. Uh, and in that situation, you really need the versatility uh, with a guy like Flores to be able to play there in a pinch if you get there. I think that was mainly the goal, and he looked decent enough out there where in an emergency situation you can throw him out there. I still don't think, you know, on the, the fifth or sixth game of the season we're going to be seeing Wilmer Flores starting in left field for them. No, let's, uh, let's hope not. It's uh, Tim Britton of The Athletic, and check out his stuff over there. And, and one day, Tim, we'll talk about that uh, 16 nothing brave shellacking of the Mets where Matt Franco <laughs> finished the game on fireworks night and, and I was there as well, and uh, you, you couldn't leave. That was the worst part. It's fireworks night. You got to stay. You got to get your money's worth there. You know. It's... <laughs> Did you go the next year? 
Uh, no, no, we were we were kind of a, a one game a year family. So okay. that scared us off fireworks night. Well, we, we, we always try to go for double headers. The next year is the good one where they were down eight to one and had the ten run eighth uh, inning and Piazza hit the big home run down the left field line. I wanted to leave that one, but uh, Dad smartly wouldn't allow me. But uh, Tim Britton of the Athletic, uh, thanks for coming on, bud. We appreciate it. Oh, anytime. Thank you.